This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> I, I ate at a Chinese buffet today, man. Okay. Not a wise decision. Well, what, what did you have? I realized the two things I miss most are the two things that I enjoy most on my days off. Mm-hmm. And those are... Eating yourself into discomfort. Yes, because I don't really get the chance to eat at work. Yeah. And the other one is, surprisingly enough, pooping. Hmm. I don't get the chance to like step off the line and take... Like you're full time to poop, you know. Like like you're not rushed. You don't have to get back to work. When you're, you're bu- just you're sitting there. Mm-hmm. It's you and your phone. You can Reddit and yeah. Clash of Clans and whatever else until you're done and satisfied. And I don't get that except on days off. I've done that three times today. And be be able to do it precisely when your body tells you. Exactly. Yeah. You know? As a, and, and as opposed to oh, I'm off in three hours. Well, got to pinch this off. Mm-hmm. Got to watch the bubbly drinks till then. Just sitting there until your knees go numb. Yeah. Um, welcome to give that some thought. Yes, welcome. Tripod Broadcasting's flagship show. Welcome to this special edition of Give That Some Thought, an evening edition. A special Thursday thought. edition of Give That Some Thought. A special Thursday evening edition. Well, kind of maybe I'll get some jazz. It's an intro. Something yeah. something sultry. Um, how was your week, Matt? Other than a phone that doesn't work, you've been emailing me now for a week and a half. Yeah. What's so you're gonna get? I'm gonna get a new phone, and, I, and now have they? I, I've been I've been have they contemplating off- a new carrier. Oh, but well, have they offered you something or like the? You- Every time I go in there, I try to they try to sell me a new phone for this upgrade that's supposed to happen. Once well, that's just because they want more than six bucks an hour. I know, <laughs> but what, what is it like? Do, 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 can you get an upgrade like price or something or a free phone? Yeah, or yeah, I, or? I, I have. You just turn them down. Mm-hmm. Because they probably don't even ha- do. They have that one. No, no. Sh- so you'll have to get something else comparable to yeah. that level. Even and believe me, if this phone w- was still going to work on old networks, would still work on the network. Oh, that's right. You got a crickets changing. Yeah. What are so they? Cha- they're doing something. They're just changing something so that old phones won't work anymore, and you'll have to buy a new one. <laughs> um, I, well, I don't think that's the reason. To be fair, I. That's precisely the reason. I think they're just upgrading their networks. You think Cricket's actually going to go to a, a decent network like Verizon or, or Sprint has? Well, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm sure they're just upgrading to get into this century. And <laughs> no, they're they're probably still piggyback, piggybacking on old networks of better cell phone companies. They're just yeah. well, that's what that's what that's what all those that's what all pays you go a straight talk boost mobile yeah. Cricket. That's what that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, and you're just. Just get a real phone like the rest of us. Mm. And a bank account. No. No. <laughs> There's a reason I don't. Do you know I had my identity stolen a week and a half ago? You told me that, but you I didn't tell you me on the show. That. Why don't you tell me? So what What happened again? Because <clears throat> I remember kind of. About a year ago, somebody opened a bank account in my name using <laughs> my social security number. Knowing, of course, that you wouldn't <clears throat> open one or have one. <laughs> I suppose. And then they took out like three uh, payday loans. Yeah. With it. Well, like 3500 $3, bucks or something? A couple hundred. Oh, really? Yeah. Couldn't even do identity theft Couldn't even go for the big right. score, yeah. right? <laughs> I couldn't even do identity theft right. But with, you know, with, I don't know why they stole my identity. That's pretty much the Well, they should have done do. a home loan and then remortgage it and yeah. take the cash and flip so the house and get out I of there. I am, uh, I'm, from the time and everything that went, all the details that I got from just police department and the person looking at the case file. Oh, so you've been in contact phone. with the Evil Empire then? Yeah, trying to get at the bottom of who did it. Um, I, I, who? I I have a good idea who did it. Um, oh, seriously? Somebody I yeah, somebody I knew, somebody I had. Uh, oh, I think I know who you're with. talking about. Are you talking about? Uh, mm, no. Oh, you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's that's possible. I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> I mean, I know he's still hanging around St. Charles, so I'm going to find him, and I'm going to beat the ever-loving snot out of him. All right. 
I told him I'd do it one time. Really? And I didn't. And I should have. What did you, if you don't mind me, my asking, what what was, when you told him one time, that you, what was that over? Was that over? I was just because he was being a douche, being annoying. Oh, at work. Oh. And so I was like, you know, wait. So was I could I could beat you into oblivion, sir. I think he's like 140 pounds soaking wet, and like yeah. three inches shorter than me. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I think you like me. <clears throat> it would take a lot to get to that point. Like I don't I don't do physical violence. Yeah. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't I don't solve things by punching people. Mm-hmm. I'll punch you verbally. Yeah. I'll make you wish you hadn't been born by what comes out of my my mouth. Yeah. But I don't. But I don't. I don't. I don't swing at people. No, nah, I. I don't either. Um, but he crossed the line. There's a reason I don't have a bank account. It's so I can't get myself into trouble like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not something. Everybody's like, "Well, you have You can do so much with the bank account." Yes, I can do so much with the bank account. That's precisely the point. I don't want to give myself the option to <laughs> to screw up. Well, in, on, in fairness, a, a, a bank account. It's a- I will screw it up. Eventually, I will screw it up. Yeah. So I don't want to give myself that option. So, so the fact well, it sounds a little like you're like an ex heroin user, but to, just to clarify, you just mean bad spending. You yes. Don't, you don't mean yes. you don't mean like yeah overdraw so you can get a fix. See, here's the th- here's the thing. Bank account is the start of you being able to spend money you don't have. A bank account mm, is the basis yeah. of all credit. You don't if you, you can't get a credit card. You can't do credit if you don't have a bank account. Yeah. Okay, so if you take out the base, you can't build anything on it. Mm-hmm. So having and a you bank, just prefer to make your money and spend it as you get it. Uh, yes, it's, yeah. you know, I I don't. It's not a bad idea. I don't need anything bad enough to go into debt for it. There's nothing that anybody needs bad enough to go into debt for it. That's just my opinion. Not even a house. That's, yes, not even a house. Well, I, it's stupid to go into debt for a house. It's stupid to go into debt for an education. I, I would agree with an education. I would probably agree with a car. I think a house, though. I, I don't know how you. How can you get a? How can any, I mean? No one could ever get a house without without. Yeah, they could. It. When they're fifty and they've been saving up their entire life, sure. So live in apartments until you're fifty is your. I'm I'm saying live within your means until you have the ability to pay for something, not yeah. have somebody else pay for it and make you a slave because of it. Not a terrible way of doing things. Anyway. Anyway, there's a reason why I don't have a bank account, and it's to keep myself yeah. from getting in trouble. Well, anyways, so somebody's out the there getting me in trouble with something that I have sacrificed and not had for seven years. Seven years I've sacrificed and not had it because I've known my own, I know my own limitations, mm-hmm. and I don't want to live in that way. Somebody else has made me, taken my name, and and told everybody else in the world that you I live that, that person, way. Yeah, I'm going to kill them. I'm 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 You're pretty upset. I'm 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 I will be I'll be fine in like an hour. Just you know. I'm, <clears throat> I've I've actually what? kind of been pushing it on the back burner of my mind, like not focusing on it. And I brought it up. No, well, I've I've been in a pretty good mood in the past. Well what uh weeks. what police department were you talking to if you don't mind my Saint asking? Uh, Saint Charles. Saint Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Great people. Oh yeah. The best. All police people. All of them. <laughs> well that county the in operators. particular I've had very uh, they seem to be on top of their. Yeah. St- actually, I'll tell you a story when we get off the air that you you will laugh at, and I think you'll yeah. appreciate. I'd like to just shout out to the operators and the clerks who have been talking to, <laughs> or not talking to, um, while I'm waiting on hold, listening to the same music. Yeah. Over and over again, I I think that they're doing a great job, not paying any, me any attention. Yeah. They should be. It should really be knocking out of the park. It should be a nine hundred number, like where you you call. Mm-hmm. Some girl up, and then she just she's right you. there. She called. She says you have a small penis or whatever <laughs> for like forty five minutes, and then you give her like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, that's really what. That's the uh, the same thing that I was doing, calling the, the police department. <laughs> Only the mental and physical. Yeah, anguish. trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, did you watch? Uh, where are you at with House of Cards? I finished last night. It's a terrible season. Uh, no, no. Yes, it is. If and spoilers. Moving on, but yeah. here's what I'll say. Spoilers for season three. Hold, he, hold on, hold on. Okay. I think it would have been a... I think that we missed the boat not being able to watch together because I think that that the discussion while it was going on would have been, uh, would have been beneficial. Did it end the I way I wanted so. it to end? No. Yeah. Um... Didn't want it to be open ended. Wanted it to be done after this season. 
However, it's you know we're obviously going to get a fourth season, but uh, looking back, I, uh, I I I think it's so you really liked it. I think it's good. It's not season two, you know. Season two is the best of the three. Uh, it's it's pretty good. I don't know if season one or two is is is, is the better one, mm-hmm. but um, I'll say this though, with the season though as a whole, mm-hmm. <clears throat> friend of the show, you're familiar with the name Cullen. Yeah, we we talked about it on Facebook real quick, uh, just just in messages, not where anybody could see it. Um, he said this. He said you could watch the first episode of the season and the last episode of the season and have the whole season. And I'll add one other one because no, I thought because I, I thought it was because I thought it was good good TV. The Russian Dinner, mm-hmm. you could watch those three episodes and, yeah. and basically have the whole idea of the season. What really pissed me off, the Doug Stamper thing. Yeah, it's played up through the whole season. Like this is going to be this is this is a story. This is a story. Doug's constantly here. He's mm-hmm. not really doing anything, but he's kind kind of always there. Yeah, and then it plays out at the very end with just oh he meets Rachel and kills her. What who. That seems so pointless to me. That just seemed like I was like, why yeah. are we even telling this story? Yeah. Like, other than to wrap it up, like that. Why are that could have been the story? opening scene to season three. That's that the the the, the final scene of him burying Rachel mm-hmm. could have been the opening scene to season three, and yeah. it would have been fine. It would have been like, okay, that's done. Moving on. Where's Where's Underwood? So why are we telling that story? Why are we telling Doug? I Doug don't Stamper's know. Story? Really? No, you don't know. I get. I mean, to bring him back or whatever, but it just. I don't. Okay, so the very fact the last episode, you have, you got, you need to throw on your Vince Gilligan goggles, okay, and you need to be you need to be looking at the, this third third <coughs> season it. like the way you did the fourth season and the fifth season of Breaking Bad, okay, okay, color schemes, okay, mm-hmm. Fincher using them the entire time, um, but also using characters to tell a broader story. Mm-hmm. It's not just the character. When they're talking, what they're saying, it's not the character what saying, okay? Um, talking about the syringe of bourbon? <laughs> the Doug um, was doing early on. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, basically, what... Uh, now you got me a little bit derailed. But no, the, the whole Rachel stuff. Okay. Um, Rachel is a metaphor for the common person. The common, okay. The common person, okay? Wants to be left alone. Wants to start a do new thing. Yeah. Wants to do their thing. Um, wants to leave any any politics, any of this this backroom stuff. Wants just to let it happen and go on with their own life. Yeah. Okay. The average American It'd be person. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Claire is somebody who's gotten caught up in the power. Now they're both subjects of Frank. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Then and season the last episode of season three made it abundantly clear. <coughs> Um, love the, la- the that last scene. I will tell you this though: episode. when we talked about it on the last episode, and I said Claire is going to, I said this exact phrase: Claire is going to question the beast. Boom! Where's where's my piles of money? <laughs> yeah, well, because who was right on about that? If if, if being right made you rich, please I shake would. my hand and thank me for being oh, such a generous co-host. Been. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, being right. But even the way it ended, I hit Claire. What? <laughs> I don't know. I felt how, totally how do, you, how do you mean, Claire? Like that 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 whole open ended him trying to get her to come back. Every every time he said that, Claire, she's always come back to him, except for this time. I mean, those yeah. words had actual power. Or always had, done what, what he said or whatever. The the whole Claire thing is no different than the knock from season two. It's the same Pavlovian technique. It's just using a different word to elicit a different emotion. I mean, I I, I got it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's the, it. Maybe the whole thing watched again. And the whole th- the whole thing with Doug too. So so Rachel and Claire are the same. Two different sides of the same coin. Okay. Yeah. This a, a subject of Frank and Frank never treated Claire. Always treated Claire as an equal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Up until. The last couple minutes, right up until he starts to come behind that desk and holds her and by get, the throat, yeah, and, gets yeah. gets right in her face. And we see it happen with a lot of people, okay. And this whole master slave relationship, we see it mirrored in that Frank has with everybody else, 
Claire was the one holdout he didn't have that sort of relationship with. He had an actual partnership with. And we see him as he tells off people. He tells off, um, what is it? He tells off, uh, well, what's well, he her tells face? Heather, Heather Dunbar, mm-hmm. um, tells her what's what, puts her in her place. Tries to tell off the judge to get him to go off the bench. Well, not really tell him First off. First tries but, to keep him on. Then, um, then I'm, 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 him ta- on. I'm not talking about like manipulating them. I'm talking about Bulldog Frank getting in their face. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what. Okay. He does that to, uh, what's the one, the other lady who's vi- running for vice president? Oh, uh, uh, Jackie. Yeah, he does it to Jackie. He does it to Jackie Remy. Sharp. Yeah. Okay. And the whole scene with Remy and... Um, in the Oval Office. And Freddie. Yeah. And Frank. Like, it's just, it's... It was Remy choosing to be, you know, a free man or a house nigga. Like that's what no that that's what the decision was. Yeah, for him. Um, By the way, Freddie, his interactions with Freddie make me feel so uncomfortable now. Yeah. I don't know if it's the black thing, or and I didn't. Maybe I just didn't catch that. But it's, it's, it's I feel so weird. Like when he not, offers him the job because the job that he did get him isn't probably going to work. And it's just it just I felt so weird. I was like. I felt like I felt like I don't know. I felt Why like a common American being screwed over by government. Why did th- yes? Because you identified <laughs> with I, Freddie. It was disturbing, and you realized that <laughs> Freddie at that point had no other choice but to take a handout. To take a handout from somebody who had totally dicked them, dicked him over before. <clears throat> yeah, and for, choose to forget about being dicked over, and that's what the whole interaction inter- interaction between him and Remy was about. Freddie chose to to forget that Frank dicked him over because Freddie knew there's no there's no dealing with there's there's no defeating this power mm-hmm. there's no defeating this power it's one so I'm just gonna take the best you, I can you get. take the, what what's offered you and and fade away and don't cause any trouble. Rachel couldn't do that, which is mm-hmm. why she ended up dead okay yeah she's she's another aspect of that common man versus the government theme of season three there's also themes of corruption. Heather Dunbar talks about Walmart for about thirty seconds. Gives actual I hear more truth. than that, I think, but and yeah. it's 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 incredible. They they they're, they're talk. They I mean they they allude to a lot of the corruption that's actually going on in our government at this point. People like Frank Underwood in our government at this point, without going into specifics. But I think they do it really well. And government in um, general in the third season, and they hit, they hit those themes more than they do in any of the the previous two seasons. I did notice which that. Is, I think yeah. is a strength of the show. Um, I, I will say this about the third season: I felt way better. <laughs> I felt way better that there was no remember at the end of the second season and uh-huh. I was like this stuff is outlandish yeah. this bridge and Chinese I didn't feel that way one time during season three Yeah, even with the Russian president and everything I was like oh okay this is yeah. very I get this this is one long continuous thought by the way you keep interrupting over the past five minutes I apologize continue anyway so the whole thing with Remy and Freddie mm-hmm. and Rachel and Claire the whole series Frank has treated everybody um, as as subservient, except for Claire. Mm-hmm. She's his partner. Everybody else is something to be used. Until third season. Now, one of your least favorite parts of the of the third season, I'm guessing, is the writer. The writer, John Yates, the writer. Oh. No, I thought he was fairly compelling. Really? Yeah, I actually enjoyed. I like the storyline too, but I, I know a lot of people didn't. I don't know. I like like the way he peeled away a little bit. I thought was some of the things that that we kind of got to see about Frank. Yeah, and I was kind of like, okay, this is this is not terrible. And that final chapter that he gave him to read was the truth about Frank and Claire. Yeah. Except, it's not what it's not the truth Frank wants it to be. It's not yeah. what Frank wants. Yeah. Frank wants America works. And Frank wants everybody to be subservient to him. Frank doesn't want any partners. That's the whole thing. Claire's wanted a partner. She want, wants to be your own person with a partner. Frank wants to be his own person. Mm-hmm. Frank doesn't need a partner. Doesn't want a partner. Except now he does need a partner. Because he has to have her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is season four. You can't just shove the uh, but anyway, first lady in front of a train. I was going through the list of people that Frank has put in their place. The one, the people he has bulldogged, uh, uh, given a bulldog monologue tirade to. Uh-huh. Okay, Remy Denton, um, uh, Heather, Dunbar, Heather Dunbar, Jackie Sharp, Jackie. Uh, let's see who else this season. Um, 
John Yates, the writer, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he and he's done that to so many people in the show. Oh yeah, Walker, yeah, Zoe. Um, yeah. Um, even uh, even um, Raymond Tusk, yeah. right? And the last scene he did, he did it to Claire. Crossing that line. And it didn't work. <laughs> so the house of cards that he built, that is falling apart, and is all built on him and Claire. And now he has crossed an unavoidable, or an, un- an uncrossable line. And, which, I mean, that's that's the undoing of his house of cards. The Doug stuff is to tie back in <clears throat> the whole foot soldier lost son aspect, right? Devotion. Doug, Doug is their son. Mm-hmm. Right? He's the son of that relationship. Um, is his, the prodigal son returning? Um, you have to have at least one character who redeems himself, and that's the Doug story arc. Is Doug redeeming himself from this mistake he made? Um and then the whole thing with Rachel and I love the fact that they that they drew out the scene with he's where he's digging the hole and she's talking to him or whatever. Yeah. And then he lets her go and then has the change of heart, realizing that if he does if he leaves this and untied, like it's going to be hanging over him. And it could come Nothing can hang over him anymore. And then bam. Next thing you know, he's covering... Yeah, the scene, it just cuts to... Cut, cuts ugh. to covering up her head. So, I was so disturbed. I was like, oh, really? We're getting along just fine. I'm, I'm you glad... You let her go. <laughs> I'm glad that, that that scene played out like that. Well, I don't know, man. You've uh, you've opened my eyes here. I, I don't hate the season as much as I did. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Well, hate is a strong word. I don't think I hated it to begin with. I think I need to watch it again. Yeah. Also, I don't think I've watched season two since I watched all the way through, so that may help as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe this is just a classic thing because I went in with a real expectation of let's close the story. Yeah, and and I think the fact that it didn't after a couple episodes, I knew it's not going to. They were they were playing up the well. I knew the I knew when the Doug thing kept close. going too. Yeah, like when when Doug kept going, I was like, this is something that's going to play out into whatever. But it's it's mm-hmm. you know he's there for a reason. Yeah. Um, well, the whole thing with Petrov too, um, Victor Petrov, not not too far off from Vladimir Putin, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. And great character, by the way, I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but I th- thought he was the compelling whole, and just the right amount of hard ass with the uh, with the him him visiting the White House. Yeah, right, and kissing Claire. And, yeah, yeah, and he made it pretty explicit to Frank at that at the White House. If you want this deal done, I get to sleep with your wife. Yeah. So Frank is whoring her. He has a decision. Do I whore my wife out? He says no. Yeah. And then by episode 12, he's whoring his wife out for the on the campaign trail. Yeah. In a different... In a, not just as a different way. But yeah, yeah. Except he's making her feel exactly the same way if, than if she had had sex with Petrov. Yeah. She feels the same way. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's 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 the destruction of the relationship too, and I like how the both those characters were faced with the truth of the situation um, when they read that chapter mm-hmm. by the author there. Yeah. I get the last episode or the second to last episode. They were both faced with the realization of what their relationship is. Claire chose to horrified see it for what it was and be horrified, and and generally sickened by it. Frank chose to simply deny it. Well, not doing that. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. Wow, you're really giving me a head full here. I'm definitely going to have to watch it again. You should watch TV Stoned more often. I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched TV Stoned. It's, a, it's uh, much more thoughtful. See much yeah. more things. Maybe I should. Go but, to the um, second and third layers of stuff. Yeah, it's a meta, very meta way of thinking. The mindset, at least. At least when I get started, I don't know, or watch TV. Yeah. But then I tend to overanalyze stuff, too, and get lost in my own head on rabbit trails. Well, we need to revive TV Teardown with this, with Better Call Saul, which, by the way, that's your homework. You need to watch a few episodes of that. You know, I watched the first two episodes, and I haven't watched any others. I I haven't either. I should, too. Yeah. That's our homework, then. Yeah. 
and then let's do TV Teardown and talk about that. And then your, what is your Dragons of Games? What is it's coming back? You know what it's called. What is it? You can say it. It's the... You can say it, because you know what it's called. A Song of Dragons and Fire. Yes, it's called The Song of Dragons and Fire. Okay. Um, and that's April coming back. April 12th, okay. 38 days from now. Yeah. A Song of Dragons and Fire. And I'm excited, as will you be, April 9th, I think, uh-huh. later on, 29th maybe. It's in April. Yeah. The best currently, the, the, the best current running show on TV returns. Louie. Season five. See, I was going to say the Real Housewives of Sausalito County, but that comes back too. Okay, so get get your torrent, clear your queue, get your make sure your trackers are up to date, uh huh, so you can download that. Yeah, as well as Louie. Ping your VPNs. Ping your, yes. Clear out your, your inboxes. VPNs. Yeah. <laughs> no, Louis season your five. Junk. Louis season five. Louis season five. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can't think of another thing I'm excited for now that House of Cards is coming on. Really, Louie. I started Broad City. I told you that. Enjoyed it. But that's not a that's not a thinking man show, though. It's No, it's, it's a fun, fun show, though. Well-written, good. Yeah. The gags are good. Hilarious. I think it does poke at people our age. I picked up Girls again. Ugh, you're the worst. Well, I don't watch Downton Abbey. That's my Downton Abbey. Girls is your Downton Abbey? Girls is Downton Abbey for people of my generation, yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, then you're calling Rolling Stone a liar. <laughs> Rolling Stone is a piece of trash publication. You're a piece of trash publication, man. Um, Rolling Stone is the finest literary yeah. work, literary, weekly literary work. That and Playboy. <laughs> Girls is nothing more than Trashy Babysitter's Club. I think that's what it is. It's, it's, it's the trashy version of Babysitter's Club. It's Downton Abbey. It's, it's oh, rich me and my white girl problems. problems. That's what Downton Abbey is. Oh, down the, and it's not, it's not just rich white girl problems. And neither is girls. It's also poor white girl problems in Downton Abbey. Uh, neither is girls. Like, it's about the servants and the the aristocracy. Yeah. Anyway. Harris Whittles died. Who's that? Oh, is, he, that, is that the one? Okay, yeah, he's the guy who's on Parks and Recreation. Okay, so if we're talking TV. Executive producer. Why don't, yeah. we, just, why don't we just talk? All TV. Have you have you finished well, Parks I've got a and few Recreation? Other things, but no, I haven't. I actually haven't picked them up since like she was running for Congresswoman. It's the last thing I saw. Okay. So like, what is that season four, five, and they're ending with seven, right? Or no, you've definitely seen into season six then. When she was running for city council or Congress, city council does season five. Well, maybe six. it's season. Maybe it's maybe it's council then. Maybe she, I think I, I think it finished whatever season that was. Yeah, where she has to decide whether or not to stay with Ben. I don't think I didn't see where they got engaged. I heard they did. Okay, well you're way back then. Yeah, yeah. I'm way back there. Yeah, it it the the last season is kind of cheesy, real schmaltzy, um, but it's 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 all right. Uh, the last episode was a interesting departure from what. Most Parks and Recreation stuff. Really? In a good way or a bad way? It's in an all right way. It's different. Um, I wasn't a huge fan the way some people were, but uh, mm-hmm. it has its moments. I started Californication. Okay. Why? <laughs> it's ma- it's Mad Men, but with boobies. No, it's not. It's... it's uh... Anyway... There, there was a real touching scene where everything comes to an yeah, end. Yeah, real daughter. touching scene. He touched somebody's boobies. <laughs> no, I know, but there was a really touching scene where, when his daughter, his the stuff with the daughter, man, that 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 really gets me. Not just the boobies and stuff. Okay. And but plus, Pamela Adlon is amazing in that. I uh, yeah, I know she's in it. Pamela Adlon is. I don't. I don't. I've never seen her in a bad role. I yeah. love Pamela Adlon. Well, you should watch Lucky Louie then. I should, but I'm too full of Louie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would not like but, Lucky uh, Louie. Really? You wouldn't like Because I'd be comparing it too much to Louie? Because you'd be comparing it to, like, Everybody Loves Raymond. It was... It, it's it's done exactly like Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah. Just... Well, I don't have a problem with that. It's face value. I'm not going to I'm not gonna yeah. buy the seasons on DVD. Yeah. But if, if I'm in a waiting room and Everybody Loves Raymond is on, I'm probably not going to be on my phone the whole time. 
That's my feeling toward everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> I was thinking more from like a technical standpoint. Oh, okay. Not characters, not jokes, nothing like that. Oh. I'm thinking of like shooting, oh. like stage work. Like three camera. Yeah. Laughity laugh. Yeah. Move on. Canned laughter. Yeah. You know, obvious joke, setup joke, punchline, setup joke, punchline. You know. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well, anyways, there's a show um, built around punchlines as, as opposed to characters. There's a TV update from Give That Some Thought. There's some other stuff I saved. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Speaking of House of Cards, do you want to talk anything about the, the medium of Netflix? I just think it's – I'm still pretty impressed by the way it's done a whole season at a time. Mm-hmm. Like the hype is just so – like buzz strong for like a month surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Now I saw this article in Business Insider. Netflix usually takes up about thirty percent of all internet bandwidth in the United States. Yes, a single internet company is responsible for nearly a third of all the internet's resources. And ninety five percent of that bandwidth is people scrolling through Netflix trying to <laughs> trying decide to find what, something. To, what yeah. to watch. So the total resources available to all internet users is heavily dependent on Netflix alone. This weekend, Netflix showed just how powerful their business decisions can be. On Sunday, the movie streaming startup released the third season of the highly anticipated political thriller House of Cards. Compared to the average Sunday, Netflix saw a sizable 30% spike, according to Dana Analytics firm Sandvine. Below is Sandvine's own graph on how much Netflix normally takes up, and then there's a graph here. A spokeswoman for Sandvine tells the Fernstein Wire that it's reasonable to estimate that on Sunday, Netflix accounted for nearly half of total internet bandwidth. Hmm. That's 50% of the ones and zeros, Matt, that are flying around are... In the United States? In the United States are for people watching House of Cards. It does not surprise me at all. That's amazing. It's really good. It's just incredible. And HBO Go needs to get on... Or HBO needs to uh, get on that bandwagon with HBO Go and with uh, um, you know, the pay-as-you-go episodes. Um... Speaking of the internet, this uh, move into this. This this is good. Do you know who Annie Lennox is? I don't know who she is. Should yeah. I know? Yeah, I, I I know the name, but I don't you, know who it is. Is she uh, the Eurythmics? <laughs> Nothing. There there were a, a band from the eighties. I know she's a musician. She's a lead I don't... singer. She has a beautiful voice. Okay. I, I I I like Annie Lennox, but she she did uh, the one song off the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Oh really? The Return of the King. Okay. Um, Into the West, which I think won. Uh, Oscar for best song. Well, I am a big Lord of the Rings fan, so I uh, know you're a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah, I do what like. Was, yeah. What do you Gollum. like best about Lord of the Rings? Gollum. Gollum. Yeah. And the Ring. And of course the Ring. And probably Gollum, the Ring, and Sauron. All the lords. All the, yes, the lords, and then the Ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I actually read Lord of the Rings. I told you that, right? I read the first Hobbit. That's not a Lord of the Rings, though. That's I, The Hobbit. Please. It said Lord of the Rings on the front. It's not. They lied. <laughs> the book cover lied. It was mislabeled. I was proud of myself that I actually read it, though, because mm-hmm. I'm not a big... I'm not a huge reader, and I am... And if, if I'm reading anything, it's biography. I love biography. Like, I love reading about people's experiences and real-life stuff. Mm-hmm. Artie Lang, Adam Carolla, Steve-O. Like, I, that's what I like reading. Uh, the Heroin Diaries, Nikki Six's biography, that that stuff. Yeah. I love reading that. You'll be hard pressed to find me reading any fiction. Number one, and then and then, but I read I I read that and I was I actually really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I I felt like it was. I, I don't know. I really I really appreciated. Like it was it was a good story. Like I could kind of close my eye and see these picturesque landscapes that he was describing and these these sorts of <laughs> Matt's like the whole point. Yeah, this is why we read. That's what we do all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, no, I enjoyed you're it. Describing reading, <laughs> an enjoyable experience with a book. <laughs> well, they're few, they're very few and far between for me, yeah. and that uh, was one of them. Other than other than I like like I said biography. I really like biography. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, okay. So Annie Lennox. It's from The Hollywood Reporter. Annie Lennox delivered one of the finest performances of the 2015 Grammys. And this is old Grammys news, yada, yada, yada. But then there's something she says later on about the internet that I thought was kind of interesting. Deliver one of the finest performances for Take Me to Church and bringing the house down with her rendition of I Put a Spell on You. Turns out the social media consensus that was quick to champion her that night also kind of freaks her out. Quote, it's like the Roman Empire. You get the thumbs up and everyone loves you. 
Lennox told Vogue in an interview released Wednesday. Everybody is a critic nowadays, and if they feel they don't like you, they can steam into you with such abuse. It's a schizophrenic experience. Lennox didn't realize the reaction was so strong until she went out to dinner after the show. So, so many people were saying, you were exploding on Twitter. And I was like, really? I just did what I did, and I never know how people are going to take it. Sometimes people love you, sometimes they hate you. She later called the internet, quote, a schizoid place where I get approval and disapproval. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting, just about mm-hmm. about how the internet works and about how. It's, it's, it's weird to me because I listen to a lot of big podcasts or big radio shows and stuff. Yeah. And if if a if a host and or a host and co-host have like a guest on and they're like okay you know let's what what, what are you on Twitter you know it's it, it's like if somebody says like I'm not on Twitter like there's like a beat like no one really knows what to do yeah. <laughs> like oh, oh okay uh you okay so buy your book or <laughs> they go back to like okay you see the movie coming out next week or whatever it is yeah I just think it's interesting that that Twitter's such a like a hub for all of the internet but yeah. Anyways, someone asked me last night if I was on Facebook, <laughs> and I. What did? Like I, in what context? Just, just at work. Oh, okay. And like, we'll add you or whatever. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, "Are you on Facebook?" And I stopped what I was doing. I, 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 I straightened up, mm-hmm. and I said, "No." Just looked at it. No. Half condescension, half just let me half as me, an but, answer. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> One hundred percent proud. No, no, I'm not. No, <laughs> no, sorry. And I wanted to say I felt like saying I am on Twitter, but I didn't. I didn't. So you just pretty much left it at no. I don't want to connect no. with you at all. No, it wasn't that. So you would. It she would has seem my to me, number, but it's just like no, I'm not. I'm not with a guy that looks like you. I would expect. <laughs> Hold on here. I'm spitball for a second. I would expect it to go like this. Like, are you on Facebook? No. Here's you. You have my email address, though. Yeah. Like, I expect you to hand out like a hotmail <laughs> address. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. It just seems like, you know. No. Oh. You may know me from several popular posts on Fortune. Yeah. <laughs> I I I don't go to work on my days off, and I. uh I don't befriend my coworkers on social media, which is what I I don't just don't I just don't do it. It's not something you do. Nope. Yeah. Now, nope. when you say she has your number, so is this is this a manager or is this like what are we? Uh, I mean, yeah. What she, sort of relationship are we talking about here? She's a manager. Okay. Like manager bartender. Anyway, so she's on top of you then at the or yeah. she's yeah definitely <laughs> all always. Uh no, but just like I, just I had I had a certain amount of personal pride in saying yeah I don't I'm not on Facebook yeah not All right, Facebook. That's fair. Uh, I don't know if you saw this headline, Matt, and I don't know if it's going to make you happy or sad. Ringling Brothers is getting rid of the elephants. Dang it! <laughs> I man, I'm so I'm so torn up emotionally. My emotions, <laughs> my emotions. Are you in a glass case of emotion? No, I'm I'm in a concrete box of emotion. Um, much thicker and less transparent than the glass case. Much less transparent than yes. the glass case of emotion. Yes. Uh, but no, I, I yeah. yeah. Family that owns yeah, Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus won't say just what it is that made them finally decide to remove Elephant Axe from quote the greatest show on earth. But if you see it, it's not going to have elephants anymore. Yeah. Phasing them out. Elephants have symbolized this circus since P.T. Barnum brought an Asian elephant named Jumbo to him. Perfect. Perfect name. Oh, well, yeah. Perfect I mean. name. To America in 1882. Animals have been part of their show since Barnum formed his traveling menagerie in 1870. Mm-hmm. It was a decision 145 years in the making. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, here's my question. Why the why the hell do we even have still have circuses <laughs> when there's movies and porn? Like, yeah, like who goes to circuses <laughs> anymore? Well, you don't people take their kids, the kids, people take kids right to the circuses. I guess, but how much fun can that be for the kids? Yeah, when at home they've got like a Wii or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or 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 just YouTube. Yeah, like YouTube. Crazy YouTube released animals. a kids app. Do you hear that? Really? It's like a it's like a separate app called YouTube Kids, and it's all. I guess that way you can't see like the mammogram videos and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like all 
Are there shows on YouTube for kids now? I don't. I sound like I'm such sure an old fart. I'm sure they I, are. Maybe that's. Yeah. I guess maybe that's what it is, or I, maybe stuff like that. Animals and educational things. Yeah. Things yeah. for education. Um. Anyways, no elephants. I'm not taking my kid to no elephantless circus. Well, sure. I mean, that's the gotta have standards. Yeah. You know, I me I stopped going to the I stopped going to uh, circuses. Uh, when they started using safety netting for the uh, high wire, <laughs> yeah, what the heck is this? Guys, you know, I, w- I want to be thrilled. I well, I w- I want to see at least one death. I want to feel like there's uh, somebody in harm's way here. Yeah, yeah. And if they're just going to land on a net and bounce back up, you know, and be totally fine, yeah, and not get killed, and then the crowd's just going to be disappointed because they couldn't do it. No, I yeah. want to be disappointed because there's a dead dude. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did I tell you, a fryer blew up at work. No, you didn't. A fryer blew up at work. Fascinating. Go on. Uh, the lid, uh, like it, like the seal on the lid, then can what be broken. Happened? It shot hot oil all over everybody. Did you get burned? I did not. I saw a man get burned oh. with these eyes, man, placed gingerly up in my skull. How much money is he getting from? I don't know. I said, I've never said where I worked. Oh, don't. I'm gonna oh. have to edit that out. Oh, I don't. My place of employment. How much? Um, how much is he getting from random place at work? <laughs> Perfect. No, I don't know that he's getting any. He's taking a few days off, and they took him to urgent care. But apparently, when he got to urgent care, like they were just like, "Here's some pain meds." <laughs> they didn't even treat the like they didn't. They're just here's some pain meds. Yeah, I, which is funny. I I would have I I would have immediately clocked off. Oh, I would have gone too. to the hospital. I told people that. I, I said, I said, if this happened to me, I would walk directly out the back door. Uh, upon you hearing many, many swear words yeah. coming out of my face, Clock off, <laughs> go to the hospital. Um, on my on my own dime, not on their their dime. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then send them the bill. Send them the bill, but then I I would not come back. I would I would sit back. Yeah. And I would wait for that 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 money to start rolling in. No, not that. That cash money to start rolling That's in. That's better. Thank you. I wait for that. That 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 the truest. The truest. The truest of money to start rolling in. <laughs> no, it's funny. Okay, quick note about hospitals. Also, so and this, I was actually thinking about this because he went to the urgent care, and when I heard they only gave him pain meds, is what I thought. Oh my god, Sue, Sue, so sue hard. the pants yeah. off. Yeah, so hard. Like a fryer exploded. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, correct. That's and right. And if it does happen, you you, you sue. Well, anyways, so he he went to the urgent care and all they gave him was pain meds. My brother had mono. I think I told you this. My, my brother had mono. Uh huh. Went to the hospital. Well, he had strep throat. Went to an urgent care and they were like, "Well, you have strep throat. Uh, if it doesn't get better, let us know." Mm-hmm. You know, basically, have a nice day. Thanks for our thirty bucks or whatever it is. Uh, two days later, he's unable to speak or swallow or do anything. Goes to the hospital. Goes to the ER. Goes to the hospital. The doctor who looks, he texted me this when it happened. The doctor who looks at his throat says that this is the most swollen throat she's ever seen on a human. Mm. So much so, he told me afterwards that she was calling, like, she, she was calling people from other parts of the hospital, like, you gotta see this guy's throat. Like, yeah. you gotta see this. So he has mono, is in the hospital for, I think it was two nights. Maybe it was just a night. He gets the bill, all right, gets it the other day, sends me a picture of it, $11,000. You know, first day in the hospital. They didn't even, I don't even think they even gave him medicine. They basically just said, yeah, you need to be here and here's the stuff that you were so on anyways. So people can gawk at him. And I think they gave him a steroid. That yeah. was it. Just an intravenous, just drip steroid. Uh, <laughs> and I got to think, I was like, $11,000. Something totally outside his control. He just has an emergency. It's like, and I didn't want to point the finger at like Obamacare, but I was like, okay, so what really happened? Uh, like, it's not like, Obamacare. Well, but like it's re- healthcare industry in general, man. Well, I know, but like p- people are still getting eleven thousand dollar bills for emergency. Like he couldn't. It would be the same if he broke his arm, yeah, or got in a car accident. Like he he didn't. It's you know, it wasn't like he overdosed. He he didn't do this to himself. Yeah, and I was like, I thought all doctors were supposed to be like, weren't like, aren't you supposed to just go to a doctor and get free care for everything, and they hand out like marijuana cigarettes now? No, like, isn't no. <laughs> I thought Obamacare was supposed to fix. No, Obamacare and every other part of the healthcare industry is all about monetizing you not dying. It's about monetizing life. <laughs> Which is insane, right? Every aspect <laughs> of life. so insane. Yeah. 
Like the dude had mono. Uh, who knows? Maybe he would have gotten through it if he hadn't gone. But I guess that's a chance. But mm-hmm. he was. I mean, he couldn't breathe. Yeah. Like he was. It was that bad. You know. And he went to the hospital and everything. Yeah. Like, it was like eleven thousand dollars for one night. Yeah. One night in a steroid. That's it. You know. It's everybody. $11, everybody has their. And what's he going to do for that? Yeah. No, you can't you know, do anything. He doesn't have a credit card. He doesn't yeah. have. He's not making that money. He, does, he certainly doesn't have any mm-hmm. savings. Mm-hmm. Like what is it? He's got a kid. His wife's gonna have a kid in a week or, yeah. or a week or two. Could happen any day now. Like, what, <laughs> just it blows in my mind, dude. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's a. Uh... Now that I'm officially a part of the one percent, I I feel like I feel this heart stuff harder now. You're a part of the one percent. I don't know. Now that I'm growing up and paying bills. Oh, that doesn't make you part of the 1%. That makes you part of the 99%. Well, whatever. Anyway, it, it's the healthcare is all about monetizing um, you not dying. Yeah. It's 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 about it's because it, everyone has their limit of what they will spend money on. Some people won't spend money on a new car. Some people won't spend money on a new cell phone if their old one works, right? Yeah. Some people won't spend money on... And those on, are decisions that we make. You know, exactly. Some people won't spend money on turning the thermostat above 65 degrees. Okay? Exactly. And that's your you prerogative. Know? Exactly. You throw a blanket on, get yourself a space heater, yeah. save the gas bill. But everybody will spend money not to die. <laughs> yeah. No matter who you are... Most you, people. You will spend money not to die. <laughs> Unless you're just, you know, unless you're a miserable old person who just finds out they have cancer and like, yep, it's my time. I'll, I'll yep. be gone in six months and it'll be fine, fine yeah. with it. Hand me some cigarettes and some heroin and let's get out of here. You know, it's it's <laughs> not, it's not, uh, yeah, every, everybody will pay money not to die. And people who, you know, people know that and therefore they. It's a pretty they, penny not to die. Yes, exactly. Yep. They yeah. will charge, you You will spend more than uh you should to not die. <laughs> yeah. There should be a cap on that. That's the next great oh, bill. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. The, the next uh-huh. great president will introduce a bill that you can only spend $10,000 a year on not, not dying. dying. Yeah. And that's it. Anything over that, the law says they have to keep you alive, but you can't spend any more. See, why can't it just be that? That's so simple. I just solved the problem. I'm 26 years old. I don't have a career in politics. Bam. I could be uh-huh. the next president. Bam. Mm-hmm. Also, it's the almost, three shots it's of espresso almost, I had before I came here. It's almost like you you should you should pay a certain amount of money oh, every go. year. Here we go. Say maybe base it off of the income, like the a certain percentage. Socialist Hume Republic. Just like uh, it's it's almost like you should just just take a, a set percentage out of everybody's say wages <laughs> that they make, uh-huh. and use that money to establish like social Healthcare. services, mm-hmm. f- like. Do things with like you know, build hospitals yeah. or or roads and infrastructure. You know, call me a liberal, know, but maybe like a, maybe like friends. a retirement sort of plan for people after they've been in the workforce for forty, fifty years. Yeah, things like that. Maybe you you could call like the money that you take from people's paychecks. You you could call it like a tax. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, this is a good system. We should work on this system. No, hold on here. To my conservative friends, call me liberal as much as you want, but I would totally be down for that if it was just set percentage. A flat tax. Absolutely, I would. Yeah. Same thing for everything else. Like, I, bl- I believe the government needs taxes. No, rational people have been calling for a flat tax for about... Uh, 200 years. 4,000 years. <laughs> Hasn't happened. Uh, not, won't though? happen. Like, I don't understand why it always has... Because it's still based on wages. Yeah, if I'm charging you 2% happen. and I'm charging me 2%, and if you break your arm, you get a splint on it, and I break my arm and I get a splint on it, we're both being taken care of, yeah. right? You're getting charged your 2%. And if you make a million dollars a year, well, that's 2%. That's what you feed into the system for that. And if I make $20,000 a year, my 2% goes into that too. And guess yeah. what? We both have our broken arms taken care of. Yeah. It's so simple. Um, Problem solved. Ex- except except that the tax, tax code, the tax code, the tax... That's what I think of that. Yeah. The, uh, tech- That's what I tell my advisors, too. The- you guys can suck on this and this. That's that's left middle finger and right middle finger. Except I'm the only one who can see that you're doing it. But well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm describing it for yeah. our, our listeners. But The reason that the tax code is so stupid, unsolvably complex <laughs> is so that only people who can pay lawyers $200 an hour to read... Um, only they can afford to get out of taxes. Um, it's it. The tax code is set up so that the rich can keep their money, 
and it's been that way for a uh, hundred years, and it's not going to change. You know, just like the healthcare industry is not going to change. Um, you will you will have to pay to stay alive <laughs> from now on, and a fair price it is. Yeah, you don't you 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 don't have personal liberty. You don't you you don't have the ability to just live. You now have to also pay to stay alive. Because, oh my God, if you don't have the latest medication, you might die. Yep. Anyhow, moving on to more depressing news. Yeah. Maybe we can end on this. Or I don't know. If you've got something, whatever. But this is... No, let's get depressed, man. I started seeing these headlines, and I was none too pleased. And I pulled up two articles. One from the Washington Post, one from the New York Times. So, fairly... Uh, reasonable sources. Mm-hmm. Department of Justice. You heard anything about this with the Ferguson thing? No. The Department of Justice apparently did a report on Ferguson. This one's from the Washington Post. The headline is the 12 key highlights from the Department of Justice scathing Ferguson report. And we can just go over this. Seven months after a white Ferguson police officer shot and killed an unarmed 18-year-old, the Justice Department has, has issued a, series, a searing report into policing and court practices in the Missouri City. This is, this is embarrassing, being from Missouri, being right across the river from this, you know, 10, mm-hmm. what are we, 8 miles, 10 miles from there? This is embarrassing. I'm just going to lead with that. Investigators determined that in, quote, nearly every aspect of Ferguson's law enforcement system African-Americans are impacted a severely disproportionate amount. Yes. The report included racist emails sent by police and municipal court supervisors, repeated examples of bias in law enforcement, and a system that seemed built upon using arrest warrants to squeeze money out of residents. Here are some key expert, uh, excerpts from the report. Now, these are they, they say a headline or make a point, and then this is the excerpt from the report. That's the format that this is in. The city's practices are shaped by revenue rather than by public safety needs. Ferguson's law enforcement practices are shaped by the city's focus on revenue rather than by public safety needs. That's directly from the report. Here's the second one. The 67% of African Americans in Ferguson account for 93% of arrests made from 2012 to 2014. African Americans experience disparate impact in nearly every aspect of Ferguson's law enforcement system. Um, not sure why this isn't showing up, but here's what happened when a 32-year-old black man was seen, it's not loading the picture for some reason. A Ferguson woman parked her car illegally once in 2007 and ended up costing her more than $1,000 in six days in jail. Um, arrested twice, spent six days in jail, and paid 550 to the court events for stemming from the single instance of illegal parking. The disproportionate number of arrest tickets and use of force stemmed from, quote, unlawful bias rather than black people committing more crime. One investigation indicates that this disproportionate burden on African Americans cannot be explained by any difference in the rate at which people of different races violate the law. So it's not that blacks are committing more crime than whites. Uh, Rather, our investigation has revealed that these disparities occur, at least in part, because of unlawful bias against and stereotypes about African Americans. A single missed late or partial payment of a fine, some sort of court fine or whatever, could mean jail time. Further, the court treats a single missed partial or untimely payment as a missed appearance. In such a case, the court immediately issues an arrest warrant without any notice or opportunity to explain why a payment was missed. Yeah, and this is pretty This is pretty much standard operating procedure for every police department in the country. I don't... I've even had to pay, like, some tickets and stuff, and they, they usually send out a warning before you get a warrant. You get something mm-hmm. in the mail that says, hey, you did miss this payment... What's the deal? Please call our office. Sometimes, but it's going the way that the Ferguson, that Ferguson is. Well, it's but, going this yeah. way. Yeah, no, sure. But um, arrest warrants are, quote, almost exclusively used as threats to push for payments. The evidence we have found shows that these arrest warrants are used almost exclusively for the purpose of compelling payment through the threat of incarceration. Mm-hmm. And if time is served, no credit for jail time is received and the length of time isn't even recorded by the court. As a result, there have been many cases in which a person has been arrested on a warrant, detained for 72 hours or more, and released, owing the same amount as before the arrest was made. Yeah. So it's basically like we're going to lock you up, hold you for a little while, then get out. That time doesn't count towards anything, and you still owe the same amount. Yeah. Um, this example of a lieutenant's actions was a huge cause for for concern. And then there's this um, 
Uh, times the constitutional violations are even more blatant. An African-American man recounted to us an experience he had while sitting at a bus stop near Canfield Drive. According to the man, a Ferguson Police Department patrol car abruptly pulled up in front of him. The officer inside, a patrol lieutenant, rolled down his window and addressed the man. Get over here, bus patron. Me? Get the f- over here. Yeah, you. Why? What did I do? Give me your ID. Why? Stop being a smartass and give me your ID. <laughs> the lieutenant ran the man's name for warrants. Finding none, he returned the ID and said, get the hell out of my face. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. These allegations are consistent with other independent allegations of misconduct that we heard about this particular lieutenant and reflect the routinely disrespectful treatment many African-Americans say they have come to expect from Ferguson police. Officers used a dog to attack an unarmed 14-year-old black boy and then strike him while he was laying on the ground, all while he was waiting for his friends in an abandoned house. The report concludes that in every dog bite incident report, the person bitten was black. It just gets worse and worse. After an officer assaulted a man, he demanded the man not pass out because he didn't want to carry him to his car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have a reason, after telling the officer, you don't have a reason to lock me up. He claims the officer responded inward. I can find something to lock you up on. When he responded, good luck with that. The officer slammed his face into the wall after the man fell to the floor. The officer said, don't pass out, mother effer, because I'm going to, I'm not carrying you to my car. From October 2012 to October 14, every time a person was arrested because he or she was, quote unquote, resisting arrest, that person was black. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was the Washington Post one. And then the New York Times, Ferguson police routinely violates rights of blacks, Justice Department defines. So it's basically the same thing. And then they've got some graphs here, patterns of discrimination in Ferguson. Population, 67% black. Vehicle stops, 85% black. Arrest, 93% black. Use of force, 88% black. Cases with warrants, 92% black. Jailed more than two days, 95% black. And see, this is all the, this, this is all the facts and every, everything that people were talking about right in the middle of the, of the Ferguson heat yeah. and the Ferguson debate. Yeah. These were the facts people were bringing up on Twitter mm-hmm. and in the media. And... What did the media say? Oh, well, this is just because it's an all-black neighborhood. Oh, there's four black police officers on the Ferguson force. That make, makes it right, though. Like, they're, they're saying, there's all these black arrests because it's a complete, completely black neighborhood. It's not. Well, not only is it not, but at least in some of these instances, especially in this report, uh, these things are being provoked and invented and, and, like, resisting arrest, that kind of thing. Like, those... If it's an all-black neighborhood, it's an all-black neighborhood, and who cares? Yeah. It could be an all-black neighborhood. Who? It doesn't matter. But but you shouldn't be arresting people for nothing. Yeah. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be uh, uh, holding people for nothing. You shouldn't be holding people based on an arrest that was made because they missed a payment without giving them the opportunity to let them know they missed the payment and or make up that payment. Mm-hmm. Whether they're white, black, or purple, that's not that's yeah. not how you do things, right? The Justice Department. Of Ferguson or wherever it shouldn't do things like that. If they're purple, you should probably take them to the hospital. They may I have some so. sort of respiratory the issue. blockage. Yeah. yeah. Usually, and usually that starts around the edges and moves inward, but mm-hmm. until you're Barney. But <laughs> anyhow, yeah, I, I just saw those and read those and I was like, that is so goddamn embarrassing. Like, wh- what are you doing? And, and, and my thing now is that. I stand by what I said that the the grand jury, when they looked at the Michael Brown evidence, made the decision they were going to make. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what it is. It can't be changed. Yeah. But when you have a community that is operating, that its law enforcement is operating like this, you should do something about that. Yeah. Because that's not the fault of the people, again, whether they're black, white, or whatever. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. That's just not how you should do it. Anyways, any further thoughts? We pretty much agree on that. No, no further thoughts. Um, cops as individuals, I'm sure, are fine people. Um, soldiers as individuals, I'm sure, are fine people. And people who've listened to this show know this before. But I think anyone who goes into that profession is either stupid or willfully self-deceived. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a profession that will corrupt you completely. Uh, it leaves no room for a moral compass. And you, when you you, when you take a job like that, you have to step on the other side of the line. You no longer become a regular person like everybody else. You are now part of a force, a police force in a police state. In um, especially that story about Chicago that we had. Yeah, my God, that um, was scary. In a uh, 
there's not four people that they said are, have been missing from from that site. Oh, like uh, dead. From, yeah. Wow. Well, they're yeah. just missing. Not no. No one knows what happened to them. And apparently, they were last seen at that. They were last. It's their last known whereabouts is that site, that black site. There's probably an underground pipeline from there to Guantanamo. You know, I guess. <laughs> I don't think it's a pipeline to Guantanamo. I think it's just you go underground. <laughs> you just. Uh, you, uh, you mean like dead, Matt? Yes. Yeah, like, you're dead. Yeah, they probably have an. Ins- I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they had an incinerator on site where just it's just ashes of bodies of of occupied well, teenagers. I don't want to think about that, but sure. I would. I do want to think about this, and I'll say like I the, like I said when we had that story. That's it's it's pretty disturbing that a municipality as big as Chicago can have something like that. Yeah. Well, like if this was if this was Herman, Missouri. I'd be like, wow, just this crazy ingrown town doing their crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, you're talking about Chicago, like it's the Midwest's yeah. biggest city, right? Like, well, they've been on the cutting cutting edge of police brutality for 50 years now. Herman, so, Missouri, or Chicago? Oh, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, you can just take people off the streets to a place yep. that's not on the books, and yep. and then they disappear in some and cases. They did, just gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty scary. Yep. That's pretty. That's pretty not okay. Next week, give that some thought. We'll join you from solitary confinement. <laughs> It'll just be the sound of you scratching artwork into your yeah. into your cell walls. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd watch it. I would. Ten minute YouTube show of Matt in solitary confinement. Um, this has been a special edition. A special edition of an evening. Give that some thought again, because today is Thursday. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully we haven't depressed you too much. Remember, House of Cards Season 3. Watch it. That's the good thing. Yep. There's bad uh, things in Chicago, but there's good things on Netflix. You know what? That should be a slogan for... <laughs> for Netflix? For for life. <laughs> for life. Hey, there's bad things in life, but there's good stuff on TV. <laughs> Watch TV. <laughs> Forget about the bad stuff. Watch Netflix. That's right. Put in the promo code TRIPOD at Netflix and nothing will happen. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody out there in Audioland. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.